It's Saturday afternoon. Uh, it's about, what, 2.30? And I'm here at the Dan Ryan Woods. Hey, it's Curious City editor Alexandra Solomon. And what you're hearing is our new reporter, Adriana Cardona-Magigad, braving the very cold temps this past weekend to do some reporting out at the Dan Ryan Woods Forest Preserves on Chicago's southwest side. I see a couple people sledding out there. And when I say braving, I really mean that. I don't know about all of you, but... I don't love Chicago winters. In fact, I find facing the cold, digging the car out after a big snowstorm, the shorter days, all kind of stressful. Especially this winter, with all the additional stressors brought on with the ongoing pandemic and the recent surge of the Omicron virus. And apparently, I'm not the only one. In fact, that's the question that Adriana is going to help us answer this episode. How are Chicagoans coping with the stress of winter? Honestly, it took me a while to leave my, my house. I, you know, it's so gray. And that and more, just ahead. The sun isn't out. And, you know, you just kind of want to stay home. I, I kept finding things to do at home before coming out. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Adriana, we're super, super excited to have you as part of the Curious City team. And, you know, we're going to answer this question about how people are getting through the stress of winter. But before we do, I have to ask you, you know, you come from a country where the climate is a lot milder. I'm curious whether you experienced the stress of winter when you first got here. Well, yeah, I'm originally from Medellin, Colombia, where it's super warm all year round. Cold days there are around 60 degrees and rainy, but I'm still not fully used to the cold here. Did you even have, you know, like a proper winter coat? Because I feel like why would you have a proper winter coat if you're from a place where it's only 60 degrees? My winter coat was pretty much a windbreaker for the first few years. And yes, winters were a torment for me. Then I upgraded over the years to the real puffy ones. <laughs> I'm still not fully used to the cold, though. I'm not sure anybody actually really, I mean, I guess you get used to the cold, but it doesn't mean you, you know, love the winter. And, you know, we're kind of making light, but winter can actually be really tough, I think. You know, there's not as much daylight. The days are shorter. It's cold, which can just be kind of demotivating to get up and do stuff. Yeah, there is this general stress out there, you know, the winter blues, and there are ways to address this. There are also some really serious conditions where people have a hard time doing basic daily tasks like, you know, getting up and showering, getting ready for the day, staying motivated. And depending on the season we're in, especially winter, there's something called seasonal affective disorder or SAD. I talked to psychiatrist Dr. Adair Ranke Pedersen about this. In layman's terms, seasonal affective disorder can include things like becoming more fatigued more easily, 
finding your baby sleeping more than usual, but not feeling as rested. They're very similar, if not, you know, almost the same in some ways, but though episodically different, you know, than symptoms of depression. So feeling sad, having a low mood, losing interest in things, or losing your ability to derive pleasure from activities that maybe you once found enjoyable. Now, keeping in mind that in the winter months, a lot of times the number of activities we can engage in significantly decrease, right? Not being able to go outdoors, especially with COVID on top of that. According to Dr. Patterson, seasonal affective disorder affects about 5% of adults in the U.S. Also, depression rates and symptoms have increased during the pandemic. And like I said, this is more than just the winter blues. When you feel a bit sad that the weather is not as nice as we would like and you can't do as much as you generally do in the warm weather, this type of depression can be really hard on some people. Some people can even have suicidal thoughts. Experts like Dr. Patterson recommend paying close attention to worsening symptoms, your sleeping and eating patterns, but definitely seek professional help. Yeah, it sounds like seasonal affective disorder can be really, really serious for some people. But, you know, you mentioned that a lot of us are just feeling kind of general stress. And now we're in this second pandemic winter. I know you've been talking with experts about kind of what they're seeing. Tell us what you've been hearing about that. Dr. Patterson and other experts in the mental health field are worried about what they say is a mental health crisis. Even prior to the pandemic, you know, that was an issue, long wait lists, difficulty finding the right fit in terms of a therapist or a psychiatrist, and also some of the issues that come with medical mistrust in black and brown communities and wanting to find someone maybe who's culturally able to contextualize what you're going through. Aside from challenges finding the right therapy, in Chicago in particular, many parents whose kids attend Chicago public schools are stressed out because schools closed unexpectedly because of COVID. Whether we're in school or not in school, um, in person that is, a lot of the unpredictability is a big stressor for people. The financial constraints that people might be under to get additional childcare, or the financial constraints when people are not able to work if they're working in hourly paid jobs that maybe don't have as many benefits. Last summer, many people thought as more people got vaccinated against COVID-19, we were hoping to reconnect with friends, go back to things we love doing, We did that for a second while the weather was nice, but then the winter came and we realized the pandemic is still hitting us just as hard and we aren't out of the woods yet. Yeah. So how are people coping with all this then? Yeah, uh, there are different ways to cope with the winter stress under a pandemic. Some people are eating a lot more, watching a lot more TV, entire series on Netflix in one afternoon. Yeah, I can completely, completely relate to that. There's a lot of that going on in my house. (laughs) But Alexandra, experts say don't beat yourself up about it. If you feel like you could be spending your free time doing something more productive or healthier. I think it's also very important that we're not focused on things that we can't change. So once something has happened and and so much is going on right now, the last thing we need is to overly focus on things that say we regret. However, I also think it's important, you know, to set your mind, you know, towards what you would like to do next, but focus less on what you can't change and more on what you can change. 
Dr. Pedersen and other experts recommend more physical exercise, whether indoors or outdoors. Here we go. I went to check out a place where dance teacher Israel Alvarez Landa is trying to get people to stay active during the worst times of the winter and this pandemic. Hi, I'm sorry to bug you. Do you know, is this one 40? I'm looking for. I went to his in person class at a Catholic school in Brighton Park on the southwest side. It was one of the coldest nights this winter. It was like 12 degrees out when I went. Oh my God. Thank God. When I finally get there, about 12 people, mostly women, are sweating and doing aerobics to a mix of songs. A mis alumnos, ¿no? Entonces manejo música eh, mexicana como quebradita, cumbia, merengue, salsa. The type of songs a lot of us in Central and South America dance to on the dance floor. Este, merengue, Israel is originally from Veracruz, Mexico. The weather there is also nice and warm, like in Colombia. Israel teaches aerobics remotely and in person during the evenings. A lot of people follow him on social media. He has a bunch of tips he thinks are helpful. For one, he says people should go to the park, take long walks, go to church if that's something you enjoy, and definitely stay connected with family. He also says, you know, people should figure out what they're passionate about, whether that's drawing or getting a pet to take care of. But he really emphasizes staying active and exercising. The women doing aerobics with Israel in person say leaving their cozy living room to do exercise at the church is worth it. Most of them are wearing masks and the space is big enough for them to keep social distance. Ana Joaquin says she's not afraid of the winter, but the pandemic brought in added anxiety. I can't be like this, just eating, eating, eating. I cannot be scared. So now I'm like, you know what? I start thinking, you need to be working out in order for you to be stronger and not to be scared of uh, this uh, COVID. The women look like they were having a lot of fun while burning some calories. Okay, I'm gonna try this one and see what I'm, how far I get. I tried for a split second to follow along. Okay. It just changed the step. It's going too fast. But it was pretty hard with my mic. Okay, I'm completely lost here. I think I can follow the steps or keep up. Wow, sounds like a fun way to get some exercise. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just like Israel and the dancers were saying, experts like Dr. Patterson say people need to do things they love doing. She also recommends light therapy and avoiding isolation. She says staying connected with people you enjoy spending time with is important. I went out on a Saturday. It was actually really cold and gray. But I spotted some college students making the best of it at the uh, Dan Ryan Woods. I think something that we do a lot is like we like to do whatever we can do with what we've got going for us. So, I mean, going out in the cold to, you know, make 
fun out of it instead of ha having it be a bad thing, you know. Yeah. They had a pretty fun way of relieving their stress. We were just together and then we were like, let's build a snowman. And then the snow was not sticky, so we were like, next best was sledding and we found this cardboard. I totally, yeah, sledding is actually one of the best parts of winter and a really, really great way to, you know, get exercise and be outdoors. I'm wondering, you know, is there anything else we should be thinking about now? So, yeah, one thing that stuck with me is that as we all face these ongoing challenges with the pandemic and now the cold winter, we need to be more proactive and really pay attention to how we're feeling and how we react to all these challenges around us. Dr. Pedersen says that now more than ever, we need to keep doing our best to work together to support one another. I think there's a lot of irritability and tension that builds up. And that irritability and you know tension can certainly affect our ability to connect with others, which then can affect our mood further. So I would say it's really important in this time to know that we have a common enemy, and that's COVID-19. There are so many people who have lost family members who went through Christmas and Thanksgiving with people missing at the table from the last couple years. And I think those are very real, you know, experiences that will live with many of us for the rest of, you know, our lives. But I think it's so important that in this time to support our emotional well-being, that we do what we can to be there for each other and to support each other. Thanks for all that great reporting, Adriana. We are super excited to have you on the team. And I think after all that, I'm going to go give my mom a call. Yes, definitely. I'm super excited and I am definitely ready to take my kid to the park as well. So we're heading out. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. A year and a half into the pandemic, the number of people in the U.S. quitting their jobs is still growing. Hey, it's Alexandra again. So 2021 was kind of the year of the quitter. Well, over 20 million people quit their jobs in the second half of 2021. Some are calling it the big quit. Others, the great resignation. You've probably heard that phrase by now. The Great Resignation. The Great Resignation. The Great Resignation. So many workers have left. Pretty soon, every business is just going to be self-service. Like, you realize you're going to have to make your own food at a restaurant. Or you're going to have to give yourself a root canal. Or In November work. alone last year, a record 4.5 million people left their jobs. And here's where you come in. If you are one of them, we really want to hear from you. Did you quit your job during the pandemic? If you quit... How did you do it? What are you doing now? How's it going? Is it going better or worse than you imagined? 
tell us your story, and we just might include it in an upcoming episode. You can send us an email at curiouscity at wbez.org, hit us up on our social channels, or leave us a voicemail at 888-789-7752. We're looking forward to hearing your stories. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. I don't do rock and roll. And produced by Joe Dassault and Jason Mark. Adriana Cardona Magigad is our reporter. Okay, now this dance is way too provocative. I can't. Maggie Civit is our digital and engagement producer, and Asia Singleton is Curious City's intern. I'm Alexandra Solomon. Thanks for listening. Okay, I think I can do this one. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org slash curious. Thank you. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.